the Subcommittee on Indian and Insular Affairs will come to order. Without objection, the Chair is authorized to declare recess of the Subcommittee at any time. The Subcommittee is meeting today to hear testimony on six bills, H.R. 630, H.R. 1240, H.R. 1722, H.R. 2461, H.R. 2839, and H.R. 3371. Under Committee Rule 4F, any oral opening statements at hearings are limited to the Chairman and the Ranking Minority Member. I therefore ask unanimous consent that all other members' opening statements be made part of the hearing record if they are submitted in accordance with Committee Rule 3.0. Without objection, so ordered. I ask unanimous consent that the gentlewoman from Oregon, Ms. Hull, and Ms. Salinas, the gentleman from South Dakota, Mr. Johnson, the gentleman from Iowa, Mr. Feenstra, and the gentleman from Arizona, Mr. Crane, be allowed to sit and participate in today's hearing. Without objection, so ordered. I will now recognize myself for an opening statement. Today, the subcommittee is meeting to consider six bills. H.R. 630, the Urban Indian Health Act, would require all agencies within the Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, to establish an urban organization, or UIO, and confer policy. Currently, only the Indian Health Service is required to confer with UIOs, while other agencies of HHS only are required to consult with the tribes. Second, H.R. 1240, the Winnebago Land Transfer Act of 2023, would provide for the administrative transfer of jurisdiction of approximately 1,600 acres of land in Iowa on the Nebraskan border from the Army Corps of Engineers to the Bureau of Indian Affairs to be held in trust for the Winnebago Tribe of Nebraska. This would return land to the tribe that was seized by the Army Corps of Engineers in the 1970s for a recreation project that was never completed. Third, H.R. 1722, the Grand Ronde Reservation Act Amendment of 2023, would amend the Grand Ronde Reservation Act to reflect that the Grand Ronde tribe's extinguishment of land claims against the United States only applies to an 84-acre parcel of land known as the Thompson Strip. The bill also includes a gaming prohibition on any future land that the tribe may be awarded as part of a land claim settlement and prohibits the use of money received as part of a land claim settlement to purchase land for gaming purposes. Fourth, H.R. 2461, the San Juan Southern Paiute Tribal Homelands Act would establish an approximate 5,400-acre reservation for the San Juan Southern Paiute Tribe from lands that are currently a part of the Navajo Nation's reservation in Arizona. The San Juan Southern Paiute Tribe has historically lived in southern Utah and northern Arizona and shared lands with the Navajo Nation, the Hopi Tribe, and other tribes that lived and transversed the area. However, their traditional homelands were added to the Navajo Reservation in 1922 and 1934. The San Juan Southern Paiute Tribe have continued to live on their traditional homeland since then, and they are the only federally recognized tribe in Arizona to not have a land base. After litigation was instigated regarding land between the tribes, in 2000, both the San Juan Southern Paiute Tribe and Navajo Nation signed a treaty that resolved this land issue, designating land for a reservation for the San Juan Southern Paiute Tribe, clarifying the so sovereign authority of both tribes 
and resolving other mutual concerns. Fifth, HR 2839 would amend, would amend the Siletz Reservation Act to allow the Confederated Tribes of Siletz Indians and the State of Oregon mutually to amend or replace the current consent decree governing the tribe's hunting, fishing, trapping, and animal gathering rights. The Siletz tribe is the only Oregon tribe that has a judicially mandated consent decree governing their hunting and fishing rights for their traditional areas, unlike other treaty tribes. This legislation would allow for a process by which the state of Oregon and the Siletz to negotiate and amend or replace the current agreement. And last on our agenda, H.R. 3371, the Wounded Knee Memorial and Sacred Site Act, would place approximately 40 acres of fee land within the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation into restricted fee status jointly for the Ogallala Sioux Tribe and the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. The land would be held in memorial as the sacred site for the Indian people killed in the 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre. I'm hopeful we can all work together to continue to ensure the legislation considered today gains support and moves through the legislative process. I thank the witnesses for being here today and look forward to your testimony. The chair now recognizes the ranking minority member for any statement. <clears throat> thank you so very much, uh, Madam Chair. Uh, thank you to everybody who has come, who is uh, sitting, in the hearing room today, and I'd like to say we have standing room only, which is a great thing because it shows the interest in these bills. Um, uh, so, you know, as so much of the legislation that we deal with on the subcommittee and uh, over the many uh, cycles is really looking at the injustice uh, and the harms that have been imposed on Indian tribes and Indian people through our history. Uh, we have unjustly targeted American Indians and unjustly taken their lands. The harm has come in many forms, whether it be survey and language errors, to the outright taking and breaking of treaties, to restrictions on subsistence rights. Uh, and the bills we are hearing today are going to help us remedy some of those injustices because our goal should always be to better promote self-determination and self-governance, which you cannot do if you do not have access to the land, which is culturally and economically important to you, or on the case of uh, the, Herb the Indian Health Services and the cooperation, if there is not communication with the agencies that serves Native Americans. I am proud that many of these bills we're hearing about today build on the work that this subcommittee did last Congress. First, I'll highlight Ranking Member Grijalva's H.R. 630, the Urban Indian Health and Confer Act. This bill would recognize and require that HHS confer directly with the urban Indian organizations about healthcare policies and initiatives that impact uh, urban American Indians and Alaska Natives, just as IHS does. The lack of communication between HHS and the UIOs regarding the vaccine rollout was uh, illuminating the really problem that happens when you don't have that uh, 
confer and coordination policy. So we are hoping that the direct communication will further uphold the federal trust responsibility. H.R. 1240, the Winnebago Land Transfer Act of 2023, introduced by Representative Feenstra of Iowa this year, uh, is, uh, relates to the fact that in 1970, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers used eminent domain to take two tracts of land from the Winnebago Reservation. This infringed upon the 1865 treaty that had established the reservation. This bill would go back to honoring that treaty and returning that land. My colleague, Representative Salinas of Oregon, introduced introduced our next bill, H.R. 1722, the Grand Ronde Reservation Act Amendment of 2023. When Congress passed a tra land transfer to compensate Grand Ronde for an 1800s BLM survey error, it voided the tribe's right to bring forth land claims in Oregon. H.R. 1722 would clarify the tribe's right to bring forth those land claims in Oregon outside of the Thompson Strip. H.R. 2462, as we've heard about earlier, is the San Juan Southern Paiute Tribal Homelands Act, which was introduced by our colleague, Representative Crane of Arizona. This bill would ratify a treaty between the San Juan Paiute and the Navajo Nation to transfer land for the establishment of the San Juan Southern Paiute Reservation. In H.R. 2839, regarding the Confederated Tribes of Silitz Indians, which was introduced by our colleague, Representative Hoyle of Oregon, uh, would restore the tribe's federal recognition It unfairly for forced the tribe to choose between subsistence rights and land. Ultimately, the Silitz Restoration Reservation Act uh, left out those subsistence rights. H.R. 2839 would allow the tribe to renegotiate their subsistence agreements with the state of Oregon to replace the current consent decree. Finally, we'll, reconsider, we'll consider Representative Johnson's H.R. 3371, the Wounded Knee Massacre Memorial and Sacred Site Act. In 1890, the U.S. Army's 7th Cavalry brutally massacred over 350 American Indian men, women, and children near Wounded Knee Creek. This legislation would take a parcel of land into restricted fee status for the Ogallala Sioux Tribe and the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. We must understand our history, especially when it is as horrific as the massacre was, so we do not repeat it. This would allow the tribes to hold, maintain, and protect the memorial as a sacred site in a place of learning and understanding for all peoples of the United States and those that would travel to the site. Thank you for bringing this bill. These bills deal with only a handful of tribes, but their impacts are great and the issues they address reflect many of the broader challenges that tribes across the country face. I thank uh, the chairwoman and the majority for holding these hearings on this range of bills that highlights the work that we will be doing. And with that, I yield back, Madam Chair. Thank you. Um, we will now recognize members for their sponsor statements. The chair now recognizes Ms. Salinas for five minutes for a statement. <laughs> 